of the Lovish Podcast, and I'm your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. Each week, I'm going to help you to develop the belief and strategy necessary to make an immediate impact on the world by deep diving into topics like mental wellness, faith, relationships, and you guessed it, love. I should mention before we hop into the show, this is not a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist. You ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello. Welcome back for another episode of the Lovish Podcast. I am your host, Dr. Sita Hood, vision architect and licensed therapist. I do want to let you know that if you are listening to this episode on your very favorite listening platform, you can also find the video podcast episode over on my YouTube channel. So if you would prefer to watch the video because you want to see the shady looks or read our faces, pause this episode, and head on over to my YouTube channel. I'm so excited because this is installment three out of four in our series on real love. And I'm super excited to bring you not one, not two, but three other people into the Lovish Podcast studio space. So without further ado, I would like to welcome my siblings. We got Queen on the line. Y'all say, what's up? What's up? We got Romy on the line. Y'all say, what's up? What's up? And we got (laughs) Trey on the line. Hey, what's good? Welcome to the Lovish Podcast, y'all. Yay. Thank you for having us. We are so excited to be here. Shout out to Dr. Hood. <laughs> okay. So um, I'm really excited to have y'all in the studio and on this particular episode because first and foremost, I feel like this is a conversation that we have never had. So it is kind of dope for people to be able to sit in on this conversation. We know that um, not all siblings get along and not all good. And, you know, they have different experiences and everything. So maybe this episode will help some siblings, you know, to grow closer in their relationship or to maybe figure out that their relationship is not flowing as they thought it should. So let's jump into the tea. Okay, first question here, and you all can answer in no particular order. How did you, yourself, experience our childhood? What was it like for you? And I think this question is important, and I wanted to present it because even though we all grew up in the same household, I think we all probably got a variation of the same parent. Because our parents were at different stages based on when they had us. So, whoever wants to answer first. I'll go first. Um, well, the way I experienced my childhood, um, as of before high school, I would say it was, it's always been like love between us, even though we may express it differently. Like, I don't think that the word I love you was always said in our household all the time. But there was other gestures that we did amongst each other that might say that word that our mother or father would have done just to show us that there was love there, even though it may have been tough love sometimes. <laughs> um, 
And then, you know, as we got a little older, I would say as we went, as I went to like high school, then of course you three were in college already. So it was about myself. But again, like I said, the love was still there, even though it was spread kind of differently. You know, um, <laughs> it was definitely <laughs> tough love in high school. <laughs> uh, and maybe there were, there were definitely times when I deserved it. But, um, you know, like I said, it was, it was still always love. But, um, you know, maybe some people might not look at it as healthy love, but I think overall, generally speaking, then um, it worked out. You know, we all turned out pretty good. So, you know, yeah. it worked for us. Yeah. Yeah. Great, great, great. Well, I'll go ahead and jump right on in. Um, for me, my childhood experience was prison. Okay. No. <laughs> no, but there was there was there was so much that we couldn't do that we weren't allowed oh, yeah. to do and I feel like growing up it was very different. So with growing up in church and everything and the, the skirts, I know it's different for Big Boy cuz he didn't have this experience where everywhere you go somebody's like, "Why do you wear skirts all the time? It's negative 5 outside." And I'm like, "I got to keep explaining." Over no and over doubt. Again. Seven but, pairs of tights. Um <laughs> I think that we were well taken care of. Like I didn't realize yeah. how broke we was growing up until I got to college. And I'm like, yo, this your house? Like, you come here? Like, Are you rich? Yeah, right? But I think we really had a really good childhood. Like we are the type of kids that made fun out of, you know, Sticks. anything, out of nothing. Mud. Boxes. I remember we used to get fun. into big boy. I remember we used to get into boxes and push each other down the stairs. <laughs> oh, y'all got the lesser version. Because me and Zuria, we did it's suitcases. <laughs> we had the whole bed. <laughs> and be going down the stairs and everything. I also remember um, we used to bump WGC on Power 92. We weren't supposed to. Uh, 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 car door you hit a car door closed and you be like mommy here and we hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) real quick put on moody real quick but um yeah that's that's definitely where it was what it was like uh daddy just really being the reinforcer i got another story a little story about big boy that i will never forget we were having dinner at the table you know family dinner and my mom was like, yo, go tell Big Boy to come inside. It's time to eat. So I go outside and I'm like, yo, Big Boy, it's time to eat. He ride his bike. He like, bumped that. I ain't going inside. I'm riding my bike. <laughs> so I go back inside and we sitting there. We just waiting. He's like, yo, where your brother? I'm like, he's still outside. I, don't, I told him. And then he said, go tell him I said come down. <laughs> <laughs> Big Boy, look, he ride his bike. I said, Daddy said, he was like, (laughs) (laughs) I came in the house so fast, but I think we had a lot of fun. We had a lot of fun. And I I really loved when we used to get new cars. We used to be in a new car. Like, I really thought we we was good. I think we really, they did so good. I feel like with what they had with us. So I'm grateful for that. Um, I agree with the whole... It was very different, our childhood. Uh, We made the best out of it. I do think it was kind of, like Big Boy said, words unsaid. We knew we were loved, even though we didn't get to go out and do different vacations every year like other people did. Um, So, yeah. 
I don't we know. do some vacations. I do remember, you know, we packing up the car, yeah. driving places. But like you said, it wasn't maybe as regular as some people. I never did no vacation. What vacation was um, on? Michigan. <laughs> that was when you, that time you had came along, maybe the vacation was too expensive. Yeah, the vacation was dried up. <laughs> yeah, we went to Michigan, I thought, with him. That ain't no vacation. I thought he was there, too. Well, well that's, that was that was our vacation. Oh, we got a flat tire on the way over there. <laughs> <laughs> no, we went to grandma's house. Oh, y'all, you need only I remember that. This is so hilarious, but because it actually speaks to again our different experiences, like how how people can be present for the same thing but experience it really different. For me, um, I would say that our childhood was filled with. A lot of fun, a lot of fun memories. Uh, definitely the punishment. I second it. You know what I'm saying? Like line up. You know? <laughs> uh, <laughs> one little thing. Listen, you <laughs> you leave one it. thing. You, you leave ask. a bowl dirty. You leave a bowl dirty for one day. You're doing a business for another month. <laughs> <laughs> I left my. Uh, I remember I left my hat in the living room and I was on punishment for six months. <laughs> <laughs> And I know somebody listening to this or watching this is going to be like, y'all exaggerating. No, no. one time we got on punishment no. for the whole summer. <laughs> like, <laughs> our friends riding by, stopping at the window like, hey. We was like, y'all, y'all can't come out there? And sometimes no. our punishment was like picking up the weeds and doing the grass. Yeah. Every day. Yes. We would be y'all such great like- kids that our friends would want to come with us to help us. Yes. We try to get out of it. <laughs> Shout out to you, Belinda, because you was back there. Belinda. Let's give a round of applause for Belinda. Because she was out here. That Belinda was a real friend. We had to clean because the rest of the folks, we ain't going to say their name. If they found out we was on punishment, we had to do yard work, we had to do something else, they was like, scared. Belinda fun. was like, how long y'all got to work? Okay. <laughs> <Can I come? laughs> hey, hey, how about how about when we used to be like, Gotta go to the bathroom. I'm gonna go get something to drink, and I ain't never come back out to pull them weeds in that sleep watching cartoons. True, true. But I think it's also important to note that half the time when we was doing a little snow from the styrofoam and sliding down the stairs and suitcases or whatever, you know, that's we made our own fun. We made the best out of getting put on punishment or you know whatever, and knowing that like. Even as bad as that sounds, that we was on punishment for that long, it was still coming from a place of love. I think uh, Trey or Romy, one of y'all said that before, coming from a place of love. So um, that's important to note. And it's not as bad as it sounds. It wasn't. Well, sometimes it was. Sometimes it was bad. But but it was worse. Okay. Punishment for a year. Really? But I'm not gonna lie, I kind of take that. If somebody on punishment, if they ask me about their punishment, now you on punishment even longer just because you <laughs> asked me about it. But I definitely took that. Okay. Me. And I took Momsy's little hug punishment. Oh, the yeah. way she used to make us stand, yeah, stand together and hug and all of that. Oh, I did that I too. Did that to Javier. 
Okay. So uh, transitioning to the next question, how do you define real love? We kind of got a little bit into it, talking about these definitions of love. But of course, this is the Love-ish podcast. So how do you define love? Um, I would say, that's why I go first again. Uh, I would say that it's unquestionable. Like it shouldn't be... It's something you really, with, I don't know, I can't really, it's kind of hard to explain, but I would say it's something you really feel. Like if we're referring to like our childhood, it was never a question if there was love. Well, yeah, there was a question or not. There was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Especially after the whooping. I know, there was definitely a question of it. But as you get older, looking back on it, yes, there was love because looking at, you know, outside experiences and what other people went through, it's like, wow, okay, I never had to go through that. It, like I said, and we was wasn't abused, do you know? Right. Like, right. so even though we thought we was at the time, you, know? <laughs> you think you got it bad until you see until you meet somebody else that had it right. sometimes worse than you. So, um, I would just say love is like it's it's like putting you on the right when it comes to like adulting and being like a parent. It's just putting them on the right path and making them do the right thing, even though they may not see it, they might not see how it might affect their future, but um. You know, it's just the purest form of love, like being able to do everything you do, everything you can for them to the best of your ability, even though it may not be everything they may want, but you do your best with what you got. Mm, That's a good point. So that sound like, you know, if I could put it, I always like to put people's uh, words into like maybe a bullet point or a quick takeaway to help the listener sometimes. And one piece of what I heard you say was like a full investment, right? Like you saying, giving it all. So full yeah. investment in the relationship. No, yeah. so I would agree Even with that. Even when you're upset. Even when you're upset, it doesn't matter. None of that matters. It's, it's like if you really love someone, kids, whoever, then no matter what, you're going to be there for it. You're going to have loyalty to that person. Mm-hmm. So it's just, it's, I don't know the words to actually use to describe it, but it's just undeniable. Like you're going to, do everything you can to see that person win and be successful. Yeah. 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 I, um, I agree with that. I think it's also very unconditional. Like even when they do some shady stuff or something that like piss you off, it's like, you know, like their heart, you know, their heart, you still showing up, you still showing them love. You know what I'm saying? You don't treat them any differently because of whatever that thing is. Um, I think another big part of, um, Real love is forgiveness, right? Because everybody everybody needs it at some point. So being able to extend that forgiveness and also receive it and not letting that change your relationship. And if it does change, let it change for the better, right? Because you understand each other better. Um, because sometimes sometimes when you love somebody, it hurts, you know? Let me um, let me jump in here really quick because yeah. You truly are Naomi's daughter because she literally just said the same thing on the podcast uh, last week. But um, she was talking about forgiveness. So when I think about this, you know, she said it and then you bring it up as well. I think when we're talking about restoration of a relationship after forgiveness, we definitely have to measure what it was that was done because we can restore the relationship, but I think in some instances to an extent. So for example, which I know this is not what anybody was saying, but like, if you have somebody that's a pedophile, we're not going to restore that relationship back to 
you still get to babysit that child. You know, we're going to restore it with the boundaries in place. And so I say that and go that extreme because I think in, you know, even some situations of like cheating in relationships, we're going to restore that potentially, but with some boundaries in place, because some people can use that as a permission slip to go ahead and do whatever, because, oh, we're supposed to forgive, you know, wholeheartedly, whatever, and act like nothing happened. No, that's not what we're saying. Let's be clear. Boundaries are in place. Yeah. And I think that even with boundaries, that's that's still showing love because I could completely just cut you out of my life. You know what I'm saying? But the fact that I'm still allowing you some sort of access, even Mm -hmm. though it's limited access now, that's, I feel like that's still even like a form of love about somebody in your life. So um, definitely the word that comes to mind when I think about love is I think about like, it's unconditional. Like you can't even, you can't hate this person if you try, like they get on your nerves for sure. You know what I'm saying? But, but at like, the end of the day, if the, the hands day, need to come out, they're coming out, they're coming out. You know what I'm saying? With Watch out. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. <laughs> okay. Um, I guess I would kind of sum all of that. I agree with everyone. I would say love is understanding learning to understand Mm. that person, but yet still having your boundaries in place so that the relationship can work out. Oh, I love that. I love that learning and understanding because I think so many people stop. They think that once they reach a certain level in a relationship, you don't have to learn anymore. You don't have to try to seek understanding anymore. And that's completely false. Like you are forever learning. You're forever adjusting. You're forever attempting to understand somebody else's perspective because we grow, we change, we have, you know, different dynamics that come up that change how we view life and even how we operate in life. So, um, This is a perfect segue to our next question. How important are boundaries among siblings? There are no boundaries. I'm all in your business. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. Um, I think uh, boundaries are important in any relationship. Um, And I also think that it shows like the, uh, I don't want to, I feel like I'm about to say the same word twice. But I feel like when you honor those boundaries, it's showing respect to that person, right? Mm -hmm. And it's showing that you do care about them, um, that you respect that this is um, their space. But also, it kind of ties back into like talking about the last question. If if there's, in in an extreme situation, if my sibling is in like, let's say a very unhealthy relationship or an abusive relationship, and they'd be like, I'm set up this boundary, I don't need your input then that's a boundary that I'm willing to cross at the time. <laughs> because we're not about to do this. You know what I'm saying? Like I, because, but the reason that I'm crossing this boundary is because I love you so much. And I know that something that you may not be able to see right now is that that said relationship is not healthy for you right now. But when right? do you stop? Like even what's the boundary for that? Cause you might be telling your sibling that and they are not trying to hear you. Sheesh. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think I think if if I don't you do know. as much as you can, you do as much as you for can for the person without you know causing harm to them or completely uprooting their life. But I mean, mm. at the end of the day, if 
like people have to want help for themselves. You can only help yeah. someone so much. And sometimes then they have to be willing to walk away from it themselves. You can push them there. You can try to drag them there. But if they're not ready to leave, then, you know, that's on them. You have to wait until they're ready. So, I mean, you just do what you can from behind the scenes and sometimes in front of the scenes. And, you know, the rest is up to them. All you can do is be there ready for when they're ready to cross that road. When they're ready yeah. to move on their own, then you just be there for them. And you can talk to them and tell them as much as you want. But at the end of the day, it's something that they have to cross on their own. Yeah. yeah. Also, I want to say in crossing that boundary, it is still a boundary that you wouldn't want to cross because then they'll block you. And then True. you won't be able to reach them at all. True. So even though I get it why you want to cross the boundary, it's still somewhere in that boundary where you got to just, like Big Boy said, oh, Trey, like, <laughs> just kind of step back and I'm still here for you whenever you're ready type thing. You're right, because there's siblings that go years without talking to each other, you know, and I think it's really interesting. Um, shout out to our aunt and uncle that have left if y'all happen to hear this on the airways we would have loved to meet you you know um but i think it's like when people do that when they separate themselves because they're upset or whatever the heck happened and you distance yourself it causes harm to everybody in the family because you know we have an aunt and an uncle not married you know they're on my mom's side and my dad's side that we never knew because they left because of whatever happened, you know, they chose not to speak to the family again and they have this whole other part of life, this whole other family that was really missing their absence and would have, you know, I can only speak for me. I would have wanted to meet them, know them, understand them. So it really can cause some true damage if you go too too far on the boundaries but also for the person who feels like their boundaries have been pushed really really far you have to ask yourself one is it really worth the relationship right like i i get taking a step back i get establishing that you need some space but is it worth it in the long run for everything that you might be losing because you decide to permanently step back you know yeah that's good. And I think it also depends on what the situation is. Because like yeah. you said, if it's something that could uh, cause harm to them, then like, I mean, you can only do so much, but you should do everything you can. Because mm -hmm. if that ends up, you know, if they end up getting hurt or something like that, then, you know, you're going to start to regret it. Like, oh, I could have did more. But, you know, you can only do so much for people. True. So what does it look like to have authentic relationships with your siblings? I think one thing before y'all answer that I've observed about Trey and Romy, I'm glad y'all got each other because y'all both play too much. Okay. Y'all be doing the most, but y'all do that back and forth banter with each other. Y'all like, okay, y'all just have y'all little young sibling fun over there. <laughs> <laughs> um, what does it look like to have an authentic relationship with your siblings? Um, um oh, y'all in sync. That's what it looks like. <laughs> um, 
I mean, what the word that really stands out to me in this question is authentic, mm-hmm. right? And being, I know for me, being able to just be myself, my silly self, my goofy self, but then also um, the other parts of me. And one thing I'll say, like when Big Boy and I first moved together, there's two things that I noticed. I think, well, I, 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 I'm going to speak for him. This is what I think. This is just my opinion, but I don't know if he could <laughs> confirm or deny. I but I think for me, and don't take this the wrong way, but I think for me, living with my brother, <laughs> I didn't realize, I didn't realize that he talked so much and not talk so much like you talk too much, but it was just like, I learned so much about you. And I'm like, he's like opening up to me and telling me his business. Like that was really dope. And then I think for him, he realized that I don't talk that much all the time because he would be like, ask me questions and I'm just being like really short or whatever. And those times when I want to be quiet. So, but I think it, it was like just really good for us because like I'm learning more about my brother, you know what I'm saying? And I think that's really cool. He's learning more about me. And then even, like I said, when we first started talking about the boundaries and I'm like, I'm getting out all y'all business. Like, not really, but kind of. Like, I want to know what's going on in y'all life. You know what I'm saying? I want you guys to be able to share that with me. Um, and I think that that's, that's part of having that authentic relationship. Like, regardless of like how you feeling or what's going on in your life, just being able to share that. Like, I don't want any of you to ever feel like you can't share something with me or that it won't be safe with me or something like that. So that's what I think. Um, well, well I, I can only go off of what we have like my siblings Mm -hmm. and um for me i think the authentic relationship has been um you know we don't we may not talk every day but whenever we reach out then you know we there is like kind of open door policy we can talk about anything and um i feel like we there when we need each other you know like i said we may not talk every day but you know if i need something or if i need to talk to somebody then i know that i can call one of you and we can talk about it whatever it is and I think um, an authentic relationship is it's not based on anything in particular. It's not based on in any aspect, like not just between siblings or anything like that. But um, it's just um, an authentic relationship is it's not the foundation is not built on what you can do for me or what I'm getting from you or anything like that. It's based on the fact that you're my sibling. I'm there for you. You're there for me. And, you know, we just figure out the rest as we go. So, um, to me, authentic is just real, you know, it's not, it's not built on something. It's not built on a lie. It's not built on, you know, anything that I'm getting or anything that you're receiving or anything like that. Yeah. I, um, I think my answer and so this is my answer, but I also feel like a piece of what both of you said is in this answer as well having the emotional space to show up however you need to, like without judgment um, and just kind of feeling safe, right? Like emotional space to talk too much, to talk not enough, to, you know, be in a bad place, to be in a good place. Like just really having the space to be you. And like we talked about, a little bit earlier, the the freedom and flexibility to grow and change and whatever that looks like, knowing like 
you're still loved, you're still cared for. Like, you know, we may disagree. And like y'all say, we we might not talk all the time, every day. We may not know all the detailed teeth, but knowing that there's flexibility, because I feel like there's a thing that all of us do (laughs) at one point or another. We call each other. And sometimes both of us are in a mood to talk. And sometimes it's just one of us that's in a mood to talk. And one person is talking up a storm and the other person is like, mm-hmm. yeah, okay. Oh, wow. Oh, great. But I still feel like that's giving people the space to show up. And I say all of us, cause I think all of us do it and we all do it to each other. But um, I think that's dope. Right. Cause yeah. a lot of people would pick up the phone for their siblings doing that or wouldn't stay on the phone with their siblings when they're doing that. Yeah. So I think for me, that's what I would sum it up as like emotional okay. space, emotional capacity, you know, that sort of thing. Just having an anchor to fall back on when, you know, you might not have your friends or whoever else around. Mm-hmm. And also sometimes um, you don't necessarily need feedback. Just being like a listening ear and just being like, OK, or mm, that's crazy. Like sometimes that's it. That's cool. I just and, want to say it out loud to somebody. Yeah, yeah. And, and letting people repeat whatever they got to repeat, however many times they got to repeat. Over and over and over again. And <laughs> over and over and over again. Because yeah. sometimes you just need to get it out your system. I definitely agree with everything said. Um, mostly just having your best interest at heart and yeah. not, like Trey said, not having a underlining tone for things like a lot of people have nowadays. They have um, different reasons why they want to be nice to you. Then you'll find out later on what the real reason was to just genuinely like, I know this is probably a bad example. Like I'm very happy for my sister. She's, she got her doctorates. I'm not going to be mad at her. She's younger than me. Yes. She's doing her thing. But there are some siblings out there that's like, oh, mm. and they she feel she's better than all of us. But like, I'm glad y'all don't like know. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this person has done so much good. And because we're being authentic and real, then we think other people are naturally. Yeah, that that's oh, that's true. But that's true. Our perception. And what I've noticed is we don't talk all the time. But when we do talk, it's kind of right to the point. And then, <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, my best friend, her and her siblings, they talk all the time about everything. You think, oh, they just have such a great relationship, which they do. But every relationship is not like that. Ours, yeah. It's not to it's, say that yours is not just because you don't talk like it, because it's not. Right. Right. Um, This kind of takes us into our next question. Is it ever okay for siblings to not be close or even not enjoy one another? Um, I don't think it's, I don't, I wouldn't say it's my place to say what other siblings should or should not do because you just never know what they went through or, Mm -hmm. you know, what they, like how they grew up. So even though, you know, you should always be able to fall back on your family that's not the case for everybody because sometimes then, you know, family is not, you know, sometimes family is, they do you bogus, they do you wrong. 
that might not be the case in our family, but like in other relationships, that might be the case. So for them, it might be no okay. Doubt. It might be okay for them not to be close because they might, you know, they might have did some bogus. They might have shown yeah. them too many times. Like I'm not, you know, we blood, but you know, I don't really like that. Don't mean nothing, yeah. Exactly. So yes, I would actually. So to answer the question, I would say yes. It is sometimes it's okay to not be close to a sibling or not enjoy one another. And then there are those people that you have to take in small doses. Like it's some people that you can be around for five minutes, and then you know automatically you're like, yeah, okay, that's enough. That's it. I think we all know that one. You, of course, we all got people like that. That's all right. You be like, eh, not today. <laughs> I got to hit you back. I need about three days to get ready for this. Right. Oh, you gotta, it's a cool <laughs> down period. Your cool down period ain't over. Yeah, yeah for sure. So, but I, yeah. I absolutely, um, I absolutely agree with you. I think you really hit it right on the head. Um, and I used to be that person, not necessarily with siblings, but with parents, I'd be like, why not? Why are you not cool with your mama? That's your mama, you know what I'm saying? But then when you hear people's stories, you'd be like, oh, I don't like Like people can call like, names by their mama. That's yeah. even like abuse. Out the house in the middle of the wintertime. Cursing them out. Like I'm, I'm really blessed and I'm happy that we, you know, we got punished, but we ain't never get cursed out. You know what I'm saying? My mama ain't never bust my lip or slap me in my face. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I might have to pick a belt but still, you know what I'm saying? She didn't even do anything that was degrading to our character. And I think that's that's something, right? Like, because some people would be, oh, yeah, punishment. And then when they doing it, they not even as extreme as like cursing you out. But maybe they're degrading to your character. Right. And that yeah. sucks, you know? Yeah. So once once I like had that conversation with one of my friends and everything, then I was like, I think it kind of applies across the across the board because like big boy said family family be doing you bogus family will hurt you and not think twice about it even when you helping them fighting the hand you down so yeah but they don't see it it is okay it is okay for you to not be close that's that goes back to that whole thing we was talking about boundaries it's a boundary bro because at the end of the day i gotta protect me you know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah, this ain't this ain't healthy, right? And I ain't got to force it either. Not at all. Don't play with it. Don't play with it. Don't play. Right? <laughs> <laughs> okay, Queen. Any comment before we move on? Oh uh, no! Once again, I just agree with everything. Okay. It's not always. Uh, it's always a reason why people act the way they do. And once you kind of see that they're not trying to improve themselves. Mm then you have to put that boundary up and say, okay, I know you my sister or brother, but let me just, you got to stay over there for a while. No doubt. Okay. Okay. Where do siblings fall in line when it comes to the family that you've chosen? So we could be talking about either in this situation where you have to set up those boundaries or even in a situation like ours. Where do siblings fall? And of course, family you chosen, friends, work, you know, et cetera. You're asking um, like what category would you put them in? Like friends or just, you know, we just family. I'm just asking in the relationship, how does that go? Like let's say you have your friend call you and your sister call you. 
was yeah, hard to take. So, huh? <laughs> yes, it might depend on what's going on. Though. Who do you answer for if they both invite you to a thing where you go? You know what I'm saying? All I'm of those types of questions. Yeah, I'd probably go with my sister first. Yeah, I'm going with my family. Y'all sound uh, real cute, know, but I feel right, like y'all exactly. chose other people over me listen, several no. times. Listen, <laughs> no, I would try to put both into play. Real cute on this oh, podcast. Right. Let me go. Let me go. Because I ain't going to keep it cute. I'm going to keep it a honey. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to keep it real, baby Bill. So for me, and this is not, I'm, when I bring this up, I, I'm not throwing shade. I'm not holding a grudge or rubbing it in your face. These, this is just the facts. This is my experience. Okay. But when we were younger, listen, Zuria and Sita did not want to hang out with me. They did not want to share with me. It was, you too young. You big boy. That please. is true. That is actually true. We yeah. did not. Because you exactly. was a snitch, girl. You I was exactly. not a bitch. She was in the pocket. She was shady. <laughs> he said you was, was in their pocket and you were shady. You used yes. to, you used to snitch on everybody. That's why me and you Girl, didn't get along. You and Peaches. <laughs> you and Peaches. You if we saw Romy <laughs> Peaches. If we saw Romy Connell and Peaches. Then <laughs> he said, "No, no, y'all lying, y'all lying, all of y'all." Lying. No, we not. So anyway, let me finish. Let me finish. My Go ahead and finish, girl. Have your space. So, okay, Zoria and Cedar did not want me to hang out with them or whatever, whatever. You can't hang out with us. You too young. Blah blah blah. So for a long time, I'll be trying to just hang out with my sisters, hang out, and then I remember playing outside with one of our cousins who was younger than me and they like oh we're finna go to the mall and my the little cousin was like i'm finna ask them if i could go i said girl they are not gonna let you go because they said i'm too young and i'm 10 and you eight like you ain't finna go next thing i know she changing her clothes because she about to go to the mall i said wow <laughs> after that I'm done. So I, I stopped trying to like be all close and all that type of stuff. So I'm saying that to say that because of that, now, like usually when something happens or if I'm dating a guy or something crazy, I'm usually talking to my friends first. You know what I'm saying? Like naturally I talk to my friends about it or whatever. And then like if I talk to my sibling on the phone, I'd be like, wait a minute. Did I tell you that this happened? And then I, you know, filled him in on the thing, on the tea or whatever. And then even... Um, recently, Sita, you and I were just talking about your graduation. No doubt. And like, mommy was like down my throat, like, why you ain't going? You ain't going to Charlotte? I'm, what's in Charlotte? What's happening? What's going on? <laughs> and I had already like RSVP to this fancy party. And I know she throws like the best parties. Of, I know it's going to be lit. You know what I'm saying? And I already picking out my dress and stuff. And I was like, this graduation, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Up, like, okay, how would you? You ain't, I ain't get no ticket or nothing, but do you feel a way if I don't even want to come because I ain't trying to go? She said, No, I said, We'll say less because ain't no ticket for me anyway, so I ain't trying to fly just to be on the outside, like <laughs> you know what I'm saying. So that's that's, but again, also, it really just kind of depends. But I know, like, when something happens to me, like, I usually go to my friends first to talk about it and then my siblings will come at a later time um or sometimes 
you know, it'd be it'd be the it'd be the family first. When it comes to events, depending on what it is, I know like if if it's a major event and I really like don't want to miss it, then I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come through for the fans. You feel me? I think um to kind of piggyback on, I think it kind of depends on what it is. It ain't yeah. about being cute on a podcast or nothing, but because there has been times when it was a family event and then I did something with my friends instead, but. It's because, like, I might promise. I try to be, like, I try to keep my word when I say I'm going to do something. So, like, if I told them I was going to be there for this or, you know, I sent them off before, it's like I told them I promise I'm going to go to this this time. <laughs> Not and if then you sent them off before. <laughs> <laughs> I might have sent somebody off and then I'll be like, okay, next time I got you for real. And then, like, I forget on the same day, then this is going on with family. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I will. You know, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to miss this because I promised I was gonna go to this. But for the most part, you know, I do try to go to family events. Just be, even though we don't be having family events, but you know, I'm <laughs> like yeah, I, <laughs> twice a year, twice a year, once. But um, <laughs> not uh, the shade. <laughs> What? Look, that's the right. one that he show up to once a year. <laughs> Right. I got something to do. He's kicking it with the friends. He's kicking it with the friends. But it's cool, though. It's cool, though. No, I was just going to say, I think what it sounds like we could sum it up to is it's perspective. And then it's dependent on the event. You know, I don't don't necessarily feel a way, you know, or if I do be feeling a way, I'm definitely going to tell y'all. And I think, you know, y'all know how to tell y'all, like, you X Y Z, you know. Right. It's just weighing the pros and cons, I guess, of both, like what you got going on, but and then making a decision based off that. But um, you know, like as I get older, I think it is like, especially as we've been talking about. I feel like in the past couple of months, we've been talking more and more about siblings. <laughs> we've been talking more and more about siblings, and you know, just our childhood, how we grew up. And, you know, I'm remembering, like, my nieces and nephews and things like that. And it's like, I realize that I do need to spend more time with them and call them because, you know, we are impacting their lives. So, yeah. um, you know, like, coming to family events is important. Planning family events is important, which is why we got to do that Sunday dinner. Well, kick money. it off. Kick it off. But, no, you're right. You're right. Because if we even think back to some of our experiences, a lot of it included our aunties and uncles you know right and those was like key childhood moments like a certain auntie that's Holiday. gonna always make you clean you come over there <laughs> baby get the gloves right because from a.m to p.m you cleaning <laughs> or the auntie that's always go downstairs <laughs> hey how you doing how you been get off my couch <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in love. And we we love you. If y'all happen to hear this, we, we love you. <laughs> okay, so transitioning into the typical guest questions. What inspires you to be your best self? Goals. Um, wow, lately I kind of been trying to find the inspiration for that what inspires me to be my best self because you know i'll think it was one thing and then like you know i'll lose my motivation and um you know you kind of just look back on it but lately what has been inspiring me to be my best self is me 
Like, I just want to be the best version of me. I want to leave an impact and I want to do things kind of just to prove to myself that they can be done. So, you know, it's not really, it used to be like people. I feel like people used to kind of motivate me to get to where I want to be. Like, oh, you know, I want to do this because I want to provide for this person or whatever. But now, you know, because sometimes people come in and out your life, you know, people do you bogus. And then, you know, if they were your foundation for like your inspiration, now your foundation is gone. So for me now, it's just myself that inspires me to be um, my best self. Mm -hmm. Okay. (laughs) That's great. Um, I'm not going to lie. I do. I have people that inspire me. I have some friends that inspire me to be my best self. Um, And I I know I feel like lately I've been in kind of like a roller coaster about believing in myself and then not believing in myself. And just to have like those friends that can see the potential in me and they believe in me more than I believe in myself. Or, you know, when I see them doing the things and I see them coming outside of their show and doing all those things, um, it's inspiring to me, for sure. Even, mm-hmm. you know, Dr. Dr. Hood, you know, um, just seeing her do her podcast and running her business and things like that. Even Queen Zoria, um, you know, got her extensions going, her website, you know, I, I remember first moved to Arizona, just seeing her clientele build, like, and I'm like, she's steady posting and putting it out there and just grow, like, just seeing all y'all do y'all things, big boy, you know what I'm saying, out there doing the trucking and everything like that, like, just making it happen, like, all of that, like, the people around me really inspire me, and I'm not gonna lie, um, Pinterest and social media inspires me, too, like, some of the people mm-hmm. that I follow, and I'm like, yo, they are so disciplined, like, they, they really out here making it happen, you know, so all of that. And then also even me, when I visualize how I want to show up in the world, mm-hmm. then I'm like, you know, and therapy really helped with this, like that I can start like loving myself right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I can start showing up as my best self right now with what I have. Like I can still show up a certain type of way. Um, and also, um, God as well, because I say I'm always praying like that I want to be the woman that God created me to be. And I notice like different changes in my in my personality (laughs) that are like for the for the good. And I'm like, I'm like, I'm really nice, like (laughs) not trying to be not trying to be like arrogant or anything. But I'm just saying like, see, (laughs) yes, I'm, I'm a really nice person, you know, so all of those things. Uh, just some people that I follow on social media, just the people around me, friends and family around me that I see them doing it and stepping out on faith and just making it happen. All of that is inspiring to me. Yeah, yeah. Okay, Queen? Um, mine is goals, different goals that I, like they're saying, becoming a better version of you. And that's inspired by different goals that I have. And since I also have children, I know that they're also looking up to me even though they might not say it, but in different people I look at on social media or different people I may know. Sometimes I just try to take, I try to take lessons and little trinkets from anything out of life that may inspire me to go on. Okay. But yeah. So 
<laughs> what is one big dream that you have that you really wish was a reality? So I have this super big dream that um, I want to have an organization or a business that where I'm able to buy homes for people. Like having a really nice home is really important to me. It is. <laughs> and and, and um, so being able to purchase like a nice home in a nice neighborhood for people that otherwise couldn't, mm-hmm. like that's like a really big thing for me. And not, again, like not wanting anything in return, but just being able to do that. And this idea came from me, one, wanting to buy a home for my mom, but also I remember talking to, you know, one of my good friends and she was telling me, like years ago that her mom's house got shot up like and it's bullet holes in it and she's still living there you know what I'm saying so I'm like dang like yeah. I, I wish I was able to do something about that so right. that's something that's super big because obviously it's going to take a lot of money and a lot of time and mm-hmm. all the details that would go into be able to to be able to do that but that's that's like a big a big goal of mine like in the future where I'm able to like maybe once or twice a year and maybe even more if I'm if I'm blessed financially or the organization is blessed financially to be able to do that but to be able to like buy people homes and then the homes that they move out of renovate those and rent them out or do something else with that maybe gift it to another family or something like that but um just being able to help people have like a safe space a comfortable space a beautiful space to live in yeah that's dope um, <clears throat> mine is kind of on party with that. Uh, I've always had a dream of owning like a gated community, and okay, um, gated community, yeah, like a big gated community, and naming it something along the uh, lines of like something with our father, like using his name. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've always had a dream of also like owning a big house and having like a family event, like Thanksgiving or something like that, Christmas, and everybody's able to come over. You know, with a big kitchen, everybody's having a good time. It's a pool in the back. That's always been a reality that um, one day, or a dream that one day I wanted to make a reality. It's like I said, just owning a, a gated community, a really nice upscale place, and then having a big house of my own where people, you know, family can come for anything and just, you know, just enjoy each other's company. Like bringing back the family aspect to our family. Yeah. Okay. I'm looking forward to it, brother. That's good. Um, I know out here there is a company called Dr. Horton. And I tease myself all the time every time I pass it, like, oh, that's our lot. And they are a community with a nice, a lot of big houses. But um, mine is probably just with the hair industry that I'm in, teaching women to have their own businesses, have their own. Ooh companies and to kind of train them on how to do that because we as women sorry big boy we get into these relationships we make families and we kind of lose ourselves holding on to that uh being able to have something for yourself and being able to start a company everybody it's not everybody's not meant to start a company but for those who who want that desire okay start and sustain Okay, so what makes you laugh? Keep it PG, guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
You guys got nothing, huh? Me either. No. <laughs> no, you know what? It's it's I really like um when people are okay with like just being silly. Like I know that this is super lame, but it's funny when I do it, or if you do it as well, it's gonna be funny. Um that's another thing I know that I love about our relationship as siblings because we could like I could clown you right now and it's no hard feelings. You ain't gonna feel away. You know what I'm saying? Because you're like, gonna get clown back. Yeah, there and I don't even care. You know what I'm saying? And we could throw these hands at any any time. You could try. You know what I'm saying? No, I can throw these hands. <laughs> so I really love that. I don't know. It's yeah. I love social social media be having me like cracking Ooh, up too. That's tears. why it's really hard for me to be off social media because people are nuts. And it's yes. literally hilarious. Yeah. So Ooh, okay. Um, for me, I would, I mean, social media is funny, but also for me, what I enjoy is it kind of goes hand in hand with what I'm saying, but you know, since social media is so big now, when I'm out, then I like people that can kind of put their phone down and you can just be goofy around them. Like yeah. they're not so uptight. They're not just sitting in a corner on a phone. So for me, that's like when I have the best time is when I can put my phone down when I'm outside. You got to be then, in person funny. <laughs> right. Just laugh. Yeah. But I mean, even social media, like I'd be laughing on social media too. So I'm not knocking right. social media. Right. Like that Because it do be funny. Like TikTok, it's a lot of stuff on it that is funny. But at the same time, for me, I get the best laughs. I get the best laughs in person when I'm around my people or anything like that. And then, like, we could just clown and joke. And, you know, like you say, ain't nobody taking it serious. Nobody's, you know, getting upset about it or anything like that. So for me, it's like in person. I like in person laughter. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with both of you. Plus, when people fall. Especially when the right person falls. Yeah. I mean, it's it's funny if they when okay. Falls. Yeah, yeah, I have to I mean, make sure they okay. But, Walk in the school, <laughs> and anybody probably they snow, freeze them over. Mm-hmm. Have a frozen spike. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay. Oh, that's, a, that's funny. So we have your Instagrams up on the screen for people to follow you on social media. Is there any other platform that you would like to share where you'd be okay with listeners following you, supporting you, maybe even sending you some social media memes to laugh at? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm on Facebook. It's Romy Marge Byrne Horton. Okay, so we'll put Romy, that down. Oh, am I, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it in the description, girl. <laughs> okay. Uh, for just me, just my Instagram. Um, and uh, yeah, just my Instagram. Madison okay. Trey H. Okay. Queen? Uh, my Facebook is Boss Babe Horton. Okay. And then we have uh, all Instagram profile handles listed on the screen and they will also be listed below in the show notes and in the notes for this video. I want to thank each of you for being a guest on the show. Um, Is there anything else that you all would like to say before we take you off the screen? Yes. um, I would like to once again, thank you for having us on the Lovish Podcast. We are so proud of you and everything that you're doing, girlfriend. So keep it up. Um, also, Doctor. I am not a 
Doctor. Let it go on record that I am not Look at her about to snitch right now. No more. Because you actually no, snitched earlier in this episode, low key. You told us about it. You was like, and then I came back in the house and daddy said, where's the exactly. And I said, he outside. That was me. That's all that we Trying to get somebody in trouble. It's, you're not here. You're not here. So it's obvious that you're still outside. You know, well, you could say, find him. You could have said that. You could have said that. Uh, y'all crazy. We'll just I say you you redeem. You're not a snitch no more. Okay. I was never a snitch. That's what you had. That's what a snitch say. <laughs> Zoria, 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 you got snitched off the plans. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Wow. It's true. Anybody else got any closing thoughts? It's time to talk about what I've been loving. Product recommendations, shout outs to family and friends, and overall gratitude. Let's get into it. Okay, what is up, you guys? This week, I have been loving the book Permission to Offend by Rachel Luna. Let me tell you, from the very first page of this book, you are captured, okay? I did not expect the book to start off like that. And I love when people can draw you into their story. But this is all about being your authentic self and showing up in relationships exactly as you want to without fear of judgment from other people. So that is what I am loving this week. Permission to offend. If you enjoyed today's episode, share the love, share with your mama, share with your auntie, share with your best friend, and then head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review. Reviews help the podcast to grow. Well, that is all I have for you this week. I will see you out in these social media streets.